Brandon. You're listening to CITR FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And it's time right now for the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show. You just heard right there from 1976, 
Twitch from Burnaby, British Columbia, Canada. Twitch has been put out by the Supreme Echo record label. Thank you, Jason Flower. In Victoria, this has been reissued. The Twitch 7-inch, Messing with the Bull, Gets the Horn, Backed with Spunk. Now, Twitch are from Burnaby, British Columbia, Canada. They predated kiss they wore corpse paint as well and they had cauldrons and crosses on stage the booklet that comes with this seven incher by twitch is amazing it tells a complete story of twitch and this is put out by supreme echo records twitch and we heard the song Bang! Today on the Nardwar the human serviette radio show an interview with leon bridges and to prepare you for Leon Bridges, here is Chain Whip from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, a brand new release by Chain Whip. Thank you so much, Patrick, who was in a couple weeks ago with the sore points on the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show for giving me this record. And we are going to hear a whole bunch of Chain Whip, self-destruct, Overstimulated World and Let's Bomb East Van by Chain Whip on Denardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show.
And you're still listening to Nanardwar, the human serviette radio show. And you just heard right there from No More Power Tapes, Science Man. And we heard the song Airport Underground. And before that, we heard brand new, brand new Lana Loveland from Berlin doing strange charms on the amazing Hound God record label. Thank you, Ilka, as well, two weeks in a row for sending me that release. And before that, we heard also on more power tapes, the Cyber Bullies. And we actually heard an entire side of the Cyber Bullies. We heard Born in the Mid-Late 60s, Leather and Lasers, Gorbachev is Right, and March 30th, 1981, plus You Don't Care About New Wave. And that is from More power tapes and before that we heard some chain whip and we heard a whole bunch of chain whip we heard self-destruct overstimulated world let's bomb east van we ended with and actually the more power tapes were sent to me by Nikki Reynolds. Thank you, Nikki. Nardwar, Nikki Reynolds here. These are the two newest tapes from my label, More Power Tapes. Both of these bands are from Buffalo. Science Man, who we just heard, is a project that John from the Radiation Risks wrote and recorded while we were on tour. He just started gigging live and the shows were amazing. He does science experiments on stage. It's great. Cyberbullies is my band. It's part of the new wave of Buffalo New Wave. The new wave of Buffalo New Wave. N-B-O-W, whatever the anachronisms are. The new wave of Buffalo New Wave. The new wave of new Buffalo New Wave. We, we, um, this is a handwritten note again. We drag a full-size organ with us to gigs and sing songs about 1982. As ever, Nikki Reynolds. So thank you, Nikki, for sending those releases. And thank you also, Ilka from Fly PR, for sending the Lana Loveland record. And also thank you, Patrick, for the Chain Whip L. Well, 45 RPM single. Right now, coming up, we're going to have my interview with Leon Bridges. And to totally prepare you for Leon Bridges, I thought I would play, because he is from Fort Worth, Texas, I thought I would play something from San Antonio, Texas from the 1960s. This is the Canadian band. No, they have the name Five Canadians, but they're actually Americans. This is the Five Canadians from San Antonio, Texas, with writing on the wall. And then an interview with Leon Bridges on the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show. <laughs> Tell it to me, it's true. 
are you? I'm Leon Bridges from Fort Worth, Texas. And uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Leon Bridges, welcome to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Thank you very much. It's great to be here again. <laughs> right off the bat, Leon, I have a gift for you. A mint condition LP. Rad, dude. Yeah, dude. They're important to you, aren't they? Mint condition. Very, I mean, very. I mean, I mean, I remember, got memories of, you know, when I was a kid, we used to, we used to sing, um, uh, what kind of man would I be if I lived unfaithfully? You know, yeah, so. And you can relive some childhood fantasies because there's an instrumental on there as well. Oh, my God. Mint condition and Leon. Bridges, man. And quote Leon Bridges, you alone provide a bed to rest my trust, but I'd rather lay on the floor staring at the... Oh, my God. Um, staring at dust. Ceiling? Dust. Oh, the dust. Oh, God. What was that? <laughs> yeah. Um, I used to have a band. Um, I used to be in a band, and it was, and we went by um, Drawn. And <laughs> and I can't remember the name of the song, but it was with my, my boy Adrian. That's crazy. <laughs> um, yeah. No, <laughs> when, I, when I did a little rapping. Leon Bridges, thank you. Stay wired. Ah, oh, damn. Yes, the two. It was a yeah two story um, coffee shop, and I mean that's where I cut my teeth at doing uh, open mics and the pot belly. <laughs> yes, I I used to, I used to um, yeah get off of work and and go play a little, little guitar pot belly and eat some sandwiches and drink milkshakes. Louis the singer. <laughs> yeah wow you know that was yeah he provided um my first time singing on stage was with him singing back up louis the singer dope dude you have the song georgia to texas on good thing yes now speaking of texas thank you thank you gypsy what is uh, going on here whoa uh, Who is that? Yeah, that's that's me, and that's that's when I was in pursuing dance in, in college, and that was a photo shoot we did, and that's when I was skinnier, and that's when I had a mohawk. Uh, what move is that? Uh, what move is that? Um, it's like some abstract like stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's like the arms out, you know. And I was also curious, what is this called here, Leon Bridges? What are you doing with Ashley? Is it Ashley? Totally, totally. How? Wow. Um, yes. I, I, I don't know what she's doing. Like, that's I mean, an incredible move. It is. It is. Yeah. Um, and you know what I'm doing? I mean, that's the easy part. Just sitting down. You know, like. Yeah, dude. Wow, that's throwback. See, I was I was kind of swollen. Thank you, Gypsy. Thank you, Gypsy. Yes, my my dance teacher. I mean, if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. I mean, taught me everything I know. You know, I learned a lot of dance technique and, and choreography and helped prepare me for the stage, you know. What about Sean B., the Mohawk? <laughs> yes. I mean, yeah, Sean was, uh, he's, uh, yeah, one of the homies from, from college. And, you know, we, we danced together and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, Sean taught me how to boogie, which is, that's a, a, a Dallas uh, style band. Very important. Very, very. Very influential on you. Very influential on me, and I mean, was I would say influence a, a huge part of 
the rap game. Lynn Bridges, who else do you have in the room right now? Who is that? Oh, yes, yes, yes. We have the beautiful Brittany Jesse. Who is she? <laughs> Brittany Jesse is my best friend and backup singer. She's amazing. Come over here, Brittany. Come over. Who is Leon Bridges? Who is Leon Bridges? Um, the coolest guy ever on earth. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm cool, man. <laughs> what makes Leon cool? Um, just his openness and down to earth and how chill and relatable he is. Yeah. And you, Brittany, your dad does security for Nicki Minaj? <laughs> yes. <laughs> he does, yeah. How did that happen? I don't know. I was asking him the same question, and he's like, it's probably one of the best jobs he's ever had. Would he ever do security for Leon Bridges? Oh, my God, no. No, don't ever. We're good. We don't need security. <laughs> We're good. Well, I have a present right here. Uh, actual Chick Webb Ella Fitzgerald poster oh, no to give you. That's cool. What? For real? Yeah, for you. Dude, it's, like, amazing. It's like You love the Ella. You love Ella. What can I say about Ella? Was she the first rock and roller? I believe so. I would say, yeah. Um, amazing. This is crazy. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I don't even know what else to say. Oh, you are Brit? <laughs> Thank you. You're Brit? Brittany. Brittany! Mm -hmm. oh, the Leon. Is it the Leon Bridges band? No, I'm just Leon Bridges. Oh, Leon Bridges. Bridges. Well, thanks so much, Brittany, and do do loot do. <laughs> do do. Thank you. And you are Leon Bridges. And Leon Bridges, I have another gift for you. A big tuck 12-inch. Holy crap. What can I say about Big Tuck? You know, he's a rapper from Dallas and one of the most, like, influential people in the scene, but definitely kind of slept on. But, you know, just a big T, U-C-K, chew on mics like a mic buffet. I'm coming soon, cop that whole soon. Sipping hypnotic in a purple lagoon. You know, I just got an instrumental on her as well. Oh my god! So you can do that tonight. <laughs> this is crazy, dude. Some more Texas, Rob. What can you tell me about Mr. Lucci? Oh my god! <laughs> oh man, yeah, another great Dallas rapper. Um, there was a, a jam. Is it down on the cold night? If you feel it, you ball with me. And I'm a crook with I. You don't want to fuck with me. Yeah, this is classic. I look at this outfit. I think. Is that Texas? Oh, it's all, it's all, the, way, it's all the way Texas, you know. And if we turn like, it over, what about the other outfit? Oh, man, that's, that's some awesome Zoot Suit vibes, you know? Yeah, but yeah, this is, wow. Charlie Boy. Oh, man. Man. Another dope Houston um, singer rapper. I remember on, when I was in high school, my homie used to bump him on the way to on the way to school. And uh, yeah, this for them fours on mobile in them Chevy got it like twenty four inches high sliding on parade. Telling Charlie Bumper Grill. Yes, Bumper Grill. Yeah. And that is for you with another instrumental as well. All the all the rad, you know gifts leon bridges <laughs> coochie on my booty <laughs> oh my god yes um that's a that's a dallas classic um coochie on my booty man this shit groovy 
Yeah. You are Leon? Bridges. Is it hard to find old R&B from Fort Worth? It it is. It is. And I don't I don't know a lot of like artists from like uh, that from Fort Worth, you know, like old school. Well, I thought I would alleviate that. Giving you 1960s, here's a gift for you. The Fort Worth teen scene, volume one and volume three, all about the 60s garage scene in Fort Worth. Look at the line notes, extensive. Dude. The gentleman, the elite, Larry and the blue notes. Do you know anything about the 60s scene? There was like four volumes of this. Dude, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, um, I had a couple of a couple of my friends tell me uh, about the the scene back then, but I don't know any, you know, much about it. Which is, oh, wow, Will Rogers Coliseum, yes, indeed. Some possible covers for you. Uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Some inspiration here. Why should people care about Leon Bridges? Why should people care? Because I'm a good guy. I know my my whole goal is to bring soul funk um, music to the forefront and. I hope people pay attention and, and, and dig it. Well, thank very much, Leon Bridges. Keep on rocking in the free world and do do loot do. Do do. That was an interview with Leon Bridges. And that particular track I wanted to play was actually the five Canadians writing on the wall who are actually from Fort Worth. And I actually played the wrong song. And that actual song that I played wrong was The Haunted from Montreal from the 1960s doing 8 o'clock this morning. How dare I interrupt The Haunted. I remember once I interviewed Eddie J. Lasco and I cut off a Bob Dylan song. He was very mad at me. So I apologize to you listeners out there in Radio Land. I cut off The Haunted's 8 o'clock this morning. The rare Haunted's record. 8 o'clock this morning from Montreal, Quebec, because I really wanted to play the five Canadians from Fort Worth because Leon Bridges was from Fort Worth. And you also heard me play The Haunted wrong. I played it wrong. It wasn't queued up properly. I'm going to try now to play the five Canadians writing on the wall. I probably have not queued this up properly, but this is the proper song. Again, I am playing the five Canadians. This is Nardwar, the human serviette, and that was an interview with on Bridges from Fort Worth. And right now, here is the five Canadians from Fort Worth. on the Nardwar to Human Serviette Radio Show.
Hi, I'm Bob Audie. Welcome to my tap class. Even though you're not here in this studio with me, it is possible for you to pick up the fundamental steps used by all tap dancers here to the great dancers of Hollywood and Broadway. So, let's clear a space and get ready for some fun, either by yourself, with someone else, or invite the gang over and give a prize for the best hoofer in the group. The detailed instructions on the inside panels of the album enable you to understand completely the technique with which each step is done. The tap terminology is listed on the back of the album cover. After you have read the instructions for the footwork, we can execute the step together. The tap dance routines that you see on stage and in the movies are mere combinations of fundamental steps. The steps on this album are arranged from beginning to end in a natural progression from the most basic to a little more advanced. Work at your own level of ability. We have plenty of time to learn each step thoroughly. And then, in the latter part of the album, we'll put these steps together into what tap dancers call combinations. Once you have the fundamentals, experiment. Mix, match, create your own combinations. Okay, the rug's rolled up, the music's coming on, and you're on your way to becoming a tap dancer. Brushes, front, side, back. Brush, back, brush, back, brush, back, brush, back. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Brush, back, brush, back, brush, back, brush, back. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Brush back, brush back, now to the side. And side brush, side brush, side brush, side brush. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Side brush, side brush, now to the back. Back brush, back brush, back brush, back brush. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Back brush, back brush, now to the side again. Side brush, side brush, side brush, side brush. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Side brush, side brush, side brush, side brush. The subject is time. The process is thought. The question, where does it go?
And you're still listening to the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show. And you just heard right there Bob Edmund with Saturday Thought. And before that, you heard a tap dance record. Yes, a tap dance record. Tap dancing for beginners. Instructions by Robert Audi. And before that, we heard a bit of the yays and the nays doing Let It All Hang Out. And that is from an album personally curated by Paul Major, who is an incredible record collector. In fact, Paul Major put together this compilation of some of his favorite songs that he has um, kind of like sold or talked about for years. He has an amazing record list. And this is what he says about the yays and the nays. Let it all hang out. From a rare Battle of the Sexes themed 60s lounge act LP presenting the artistic visions of the incomparable Fat Daddy. Three guys, three girls. And when I finish building my time machine, their live show will be amongst the first I attend. So we heard in that set some yays and Danae's. And that was right after the five Canadians from Fort Worth. We heard a tiny bit of The Haunted doing 8 o'clock in the morning. And before that, an interview with Leon Bridges. So it went The Haunted, The Five Canadians. Then we had the yays and nays doing Let It All All Hang Out. Then a tap dance record, tap dancing for beginners. Instructions by Robert Odie. Then we had another selection presented by Paul Major from an LP that Paul Major put out by Bob Edmund doing Saturday Thought. And this is what Paul Major says about Bob Edmund, which we just heard right now. Time has become deranged and disordered. The menacing organ tones mock you as you try to assert yourself. All you can do is scream for help that you know you will never arrive because your screams only exist in the past... Or future, not now. And that was Bob Edmund. Right now, we are going to play a record on the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show, The Original Adventures of the Green Hornet. Live cast, live action episodes in the battle against crime by Britt Reed and his faithful valet, Cato, the Green Hornet on the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show. As Britt Reed, daring young publisher of the Daily Sentinel, gazes out of his office window at the sprawling city beneath him, does not know that on the other side of the city, a crisis is building. One that will soon reach a climax and bring him into action once again as the Green Hornet, nemesis of all criminals who operate within the confines of the law. Unknown to him, his latest adventure is beginning in a trading stamp center. Normally a scene of busy activity as customers exchange their collected stamps for merchandise. 
Today, however, pandemonium is building as the manager desperately places a telephone call to his employer. And I tell you, we can't handle it. They're tearing the place apart. I just called the police. Well, we didn't know. When I got word today that most of the stamps we took in this week were counterfeit, I tried to close the place. The people inside wouldn't leave, and the line outside started pressing in. And that's when they all began grabbing the stuff off the shelves. Oh, no, there goes the window. I tell you, it looks like the battle will run out there. Yes, I've got my door barricaded. I just hope it holds until the police get here. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I think they're here, thank heaven. I call you back if I survive. All right, Chief, here are the pictures of that riot. Look at the place, it's racked. Hmm. Mike, never underestimate the power of an angry woman. Counterfeit trading stamps, eh? Yes, and if you ask me, it's the same bunch that have been running all the rest of that counterfeit stuff in town. Oh, I'm sure of it. Have the police been able to find out anything about where the stamps came from? Oh, sure. A few of the women told them it was kids outside the markets, you know? Like, like the ones who help carry packages home. They all had some sad story the women fell for. They were selling a hundred books of stamps for a buck. And all of them counterfeit. And I suppose there were no kids selling books today outside the market. No, it, it seems like it all happened over the weekend. Axford, I'm sure you're right. We've had a wave of counterfeiting going on. Phony driver's licenses and car registrations, football tickets. But so far, no money. Whoever they are, they've been smart enough not to counterfeit money. Because then we'd have an excuse to bring the Secret Service into it. Yes, and if I recall correct, there was another riot kind of like this one at the stadium the night of that rock and roll concert, remember? Wasn't that when it all began? Yes, the 4th of July. Herman's Hermits were playing. And when kids started showing up with duplicate seat numbers, they found out half the tickets were phonies. The people at the admission gate couldn't tell the difference. And when they tried to close the doors, the crowd started a riot. Yes. I wonder. Have you talked to the DA? Scanlon? Yes. The last time we ran a story on it, he told me they've been working on it. Now, they're convinced it's a local operation in town here. But they can't find any trace of the printing plant. Says they've checked every last hole-in-the-wall printer in town with no luck. Of course, with this small an operation, it could be hidden in anybody's basement. They need something more to work on. Listen, Mike. Something's beginning to tie in here. Herman's Hermits? Football, driver's licenses, and today's riot. There's something in common about all of them. Chief, what are you getting at? Kids. There are always kids involved here somewhere. Gora, you're right. But you're not telling me some kid set up a printed plant in his basement. No, no, no. These forgeries have been too professional for that. It's the work of adults. And the way they've been going about it, small stuff hit and run like they're sort of trying out their stuff to see if it's any good. But the next thing you know, it will be money, or stock certificates, or some really big haul. We've got to put a stop to it now. Yes, but, Chief, if the police haven't been able to do anything... But these I... kids... Maybe there's a lead there, Mike. Excuse me. Yes, Mr. Reed? I want a list of all new businesses, new places that have opened this year in town that might conceivably have some connection with kids. You mean teenagers? Yes. Now, it would have to have been open before July 4th. Okay, I'll go down to the morgue and get the files. Get me Scanlon on the phone, too. Right. Okay, Mike. I'll buzz you if I find what I'm looking for in the files. 
This is what I've been able to come up with so far. Uh-huh. Let's see. Ice cream parlor, sporting goods, records, and hi-fi, clothing. Uh, what's this? Open June 1st. The Coco Go-Go. That's that discotheque for kids underneath the big place that opened in January for adults, the Tiger. And uh, this is for kids, hmm? Yes. You know, they don't serve any alcohol, just cocoa and soft drinks. The Coco Go-Go. Who owns this place? Let's see. Lou Volpicelli is the principal owner. Volpicelli the gambler? Mm-hmm. He's never been in trouble with the police, but some of his friends are a little shady. Yes, it's beginning to make sense. You think they're running a counterfeit printing press at the discotheque? Why not? It's a perfect setup. It's an easy way to kids. And it would be easy to run a press under all that noise. Yes, that's right. But how could you ever get in there and prove it? They'd, they'd, they'd have it well guarded. Yes, but we could take a look. Miss Case, you feel like doing a little dancing? <laughs> oh, Mr. Reed, you're finally asking me out on a date. And of all places, the Coco Go-Go. Aren't we a little old for that place? <laughs> Don't worry, we'll bring Cato along. He's up on all the latest dances. Besides, it'll give me a chance to try out the new Hornet scanner I've been working on. The uh, pocket-sized one. You mean the electronic amplifying device? Yes, I think I can adjust it so that if there is a printing press running, I might be able to detect it over the sound of the music. Now look, first we'll cover the adult place, the tiger. We'll split up. You and Cato will go to the Coco Gogo, and I'll meet you in there. Cato, just what were you doing out there? Oh, my specialty, the boogaloo. How you like it, boss? Well, like they say, it's really boss. <laughs> You're a little out of date. You're supposed to say, it's what's happening. Boy, look at the way some of these kids are dressed. What would you call that? Why, those are just plain, ordinary teeny boppers, Britt. Teeny boppers? I'm sure, boss. That's what they're called. Uh, don't you dig the scene? Cato, I think this atmosphere is going to your head. <laughs> oh, honestly, he's right. Don't you read your own newspaper? I thought I did. Cato, let's get down to business. Is the scanner working? Did you find anything upstairs in the tiger? No. I roamed around pretty thoroughly. The scanner's working all right, but I didn't pick anything up. I hope I have better luck downstairs here. Oh, uh, how about that door over there marked private? I know, I saw it. When they start dancing again, I'm going to work my way over there. Brett, look at that man over there talking mm. to the waiter. He was staring at you. He looks familiar. Where? Oh, yes. That's our old friend Al Brown. Al Brown? The West Coast hood? Yes. He isn't too fond of me. The Sentinel helped run him out of town two years ago. He's coming over here. Well, that's all right. This place is beginning to look more interesting every minute. Well, well, fancy meeting you here. Britt Reed, the noble publisher. Brown, I thought you were supposed to stay out of this city. That was a long time ago. I happen to be a legitimate businessman now. I'm managing this place. You? You're running this discotheque, eh? Care to go over the books, Mr. Reed? You'll find everything very much in order. I'm sure. You've always been a smooth operator, Al. Look at Reed. If you come in here to bug me, I'll be glad to have you escorted out. What are you doing here anyway? This place is for kids. Since you ask, my paper's doing a story on discotheques. I heard this place was pretty unusual. Do you object to our taking a look around? <laughs> Just make yourself right at home, Reed. 
And when you print the story, be sure to spell my name correctly. Well, Balbicelli has him managing the place. Yes. I just need one more item to convince me. The printing press. Yes. I just want enough time to run the scanner over this room. Look, Brie, the band's coming back for another number. Now's your chance. Want to dance? Yes. I'll start, and then Cato, you cut in. That'll give me a chance to get lost over by that door. Got it? Great, boss. Come on, Casey. Let's go. Let's see what the scanner says. Wait. What are you doing in here? Why, I uh, thought this was the washroom. My mistake. Oh, yeah? Can't you read? There is a big sign on the door marked private. You know what that means? Apparently, it means you can come in here and act like a tough guy. Listen, Reed. I just looked up the club rule book. It seems we've got the right to refuse entry to anybody over 21 in here. And that especially includes you. Now get out of here and take your friends with you. Hello, Lou. Yeah, he's gone. But guess what I caught him? Inside the private door. Nothing to worry about, huh? Listen, it's no coincidence. The Sentinel just had a big spread this morning about counterfeiting. He shows up here tonight, huh? Yeah, I know. Even if they get a search warrant, by the time they get through that door, we can slide the whole printing unit out. The fake pizza oven goes in, and nobody can find it. Yeah, I know all that. But suppose something goes wrong. Oh, look, look, instead of starting and running 20 and $10 bills for the West Coast this week, I say we dismantle the press and get it out of here for a while till the heat's off. Call the coast and... What? They would? When did you hear that? Yeah, yeah, I see. Well, I don't like it, Lou. I don't like it one bit. Convinced that he is on the right track, the following day, Britt Reed has a conference with District Attorney Scanlon at the Sentinel office. All right, Britt, I'm convinced. But convincing a court to issue a warrant is another matter. We've gone over their records thoroughly. The place is clean as a whistle. But if you and I are both convinced, I tell you something's working down there. I got a definite positive reading on the scanner just before Brown came in. Look, you know as well as I do, they're no fools. Now, let's say we get into the place. A building inspection or, or, or fire inspectors. By the time they let us inside the door, you can be sure they'll have that press dismantled and out of there with every bit of evidence. And if the police tried it, we'd have a lawsuit on our hands. There's got to be a way. The time element. That's the thing. Look, if your men were outside the place and I get in there with the hornet's sting, I can disintegrate that metal door in 10 seconds. 
they wouldn't have time to hide anything. Well, sure, that's fine. Only one thing wrong. How is Britt Reed going to explain having the Green Hornet sting to the police? And if you go in as the Hornet, you think they won't spot you? You won't even get in the door unless you use the gas gun on everybody in the place first. But I can't see the Green Hornet doing that. No, Britt. For the time being, we're stuck. And now that we know, we'll have to wait and try and trap them somehow. Sooner or later, they'll make a slip. No, that's too slow for me, Scanlon. Wait a second. I've got another idea. Halloween is coming up next Saturday night, and the Coco Gogo, I notice, is holding a costume dance. Yes? Yes. The discotheque will be jammed with kids, wearing every conceivable kind of costume. There'll be cowboys, Indians, pirates, masked men. Now, in that mob, who would notice the Green Hornet? And then... You could slip down to the metal door. Right. And you'd have police hidden outside, and a couple of young officers inside in costume ready to jump in. It's a crazy idea, Britt, but it might work. It just might work. This is the first time I ever got to wear a Robin Hood costume. Yes, but we got in here, okay. It was a good idea. Look at all the kids with masks on. Where's Casey? She's over there at the refreshment counter. Now listen, Casey. When the next number starts, I want you to get Casey out of the way, no matter what she says, just in case there's any trouble. Right? Okay. You can make a try for it, then. Yes, I see Scanlon's men are in here, all right. And I got a good reading on the scanner a moment ago. Here goes, Cato. Well, good luck, boss. Hey, kid, you can't come in here. It ain't allowed. Oh, it's all what right. The... Hey, what do you got there? Oh. Sorry, my friend, but I'd rather be alone. Now, let's see if the scanner reads. Yes, there's something running behind that door, all right. Time for the hornet's sting. Hey, what, what's that? What's that? Stay where you are, all of you! That's the hornet, the real green hornet. Kill it, Press. I'll get it. Oh, no, you don't drown it! Shall we? You missed! Get him again before... All right, everybody, against the wall. Hey, it's the case. You drop that gun. Hands up. I'll keep those people out of here. And grab the Green Hornet, too. Hey, where'd he go? He was right there a minute ago. Now he's gone. The Hornet's disappeared. <laughs> Look here, Briz, if you knew enough to show up yourself at that go-go place just when the police were arresting that gang, you must have had some idea what the Hornet was up to. At least you could have told me what was going on. Well, I wasn't sure, Mike. It was just a hunch on my part. Oh, I'd like to get my hands on him right now. I'd have a few words with him myself. Mr. Reed, oh! Oh, sorry, Mike. Ah, oh, don't mind me. I'm just the manager's editor around here. Well, what's wrong with Mike? Uh, he's pretty angry. He still can't figure out how I always seem to know when and where the Green Hornet is going to strike. Well, if you think he's angry now, can you imagine what would happen if he ever found out who the Green Hornet really is? <laughs> yes, Miss Case. 
I'd probably have to leave town for a few weeks until he calmed down. <laughs> <laughs>